0: Hey, hey
1: everyone, it is Monday, May 16th. Welcome to episode three of the Bulldog Alley podcast. My name is Cole Forgeman, joined again as always by my co-host, Asher Ali. What's up? Asher, how you doing? How's, how's uh-huh. the last week been without school?
0: Uh, it's been good, man. Uh, we were kind of just catching up before the pod and we kind of, we were both in like around Montana this week. I was in Yellowstone adventuring the park uh, it's like Disneyland, but in nature. So it's like cooler, in my opinion, uh, personally. I had a great time, super fun. Um, and you know, we kind of were like a little bit off the grid last week. So we had some catching up to do, but but I think we both got back right in time for some of the bigger Zag news to hit this week. So we're ready to get into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On that note, um, we want to give a quick shout out to the women's rowing team. Uh, they just won their seventh straight WCC championship, uh, down in, lake not natoma yep. Right? yep down there mm-hmm. near sacramento i know you're from uh not really that area but
0: no nah, like la la west is, hey so socal is the best part kind of california bro but yeah they're up in north cal Yep.
1: um yeah they they won every race uh the va the 2v8 the v4 and uh the 2v4 that's something that they had never done before um and yeah do you want to add anything to that that was
0: Yeah. So uh that was actually the second time that they've done that. Uh oh, okay. but it's the first time that they've done it in five years. Um they've really uh they the, the programs really come to light um, under new head coach Andrew Derrick. Uh this is this was really, really impressive. They um you know they set high marks in the V8 went six forty-seven point three, uh six minutes for you know for two K meters. That's that's really impressive. Um they I think they won by they were three seconds ahead of, of the next closest boat in that race. Um, and then the other ones, it wasn't even close. It was like the, the margin was way closer. It was way further in, in the, both the two V8, uh, the V4, the varsity eight, the varsity four and uh, second varsity four. So um, they really did their thing out there um, in Sacramento. Uh, you know, it's kind of like business as usual for them, I guess, you know, after winning this for the seventh straight time. Um, but it's still, you know, that's a huge accomplishment. Nonetheless, um, and a bunch of accolades individually for, for the rowers this year. Uh, Sailor Hawes was the WCC coxswain of the Year this year. Um, and Katie who's um, she is a freshman and she won the Newcomer of the Year um, this year. She was also a first team All-WCC selection um, for rowing. And uh, Megan Chalfont, uh, the WCC uh, Co-Rower of the Year this year. She's a grad student Um, actually came with coach Derek from Seattle Pacific last year where she really, uh, I believe she was in bow in their varsity eight. And, um, and now she's, uh, you know, a leader on the Gonzaga team. Um, And she split it with um, apologies. She split it with Gretchen Staub from Creighton um, for that, for that role. The really cool thing about this year's team, I got a chance to talk to them like before the beginning of the season and I got to talk to some of the upperclassmen, the seniors on the team, and they were really excited for the season because they thought the team energy and the team dynamic was the best it's been in their four years. So, you know, I've seen them win a championship every single year I've been here. Um, this year, though, was, was different. They, they said the energy was very conducive towards success. They were all they were really big on each other's success and, like, pushing each other in a healthy way and a healthy environment something they said maybe wasn't always there before, even when they were winning, they, they said this year was definitely the, the healthiest environment they've had as a team. And the seniors, there were like clearly excited to row again. And they wanted to repeat, they wanted to go back to back, to back, back. they wanted that and they got it. That's the, you know, that's the great thing about a sport like rowing is it's really the work that you put in and it, and it shows out so greatly there on the water over those 2000 meters and the women's team killed it. So Congrats to them. Shout out to them. Good luck at the NCAA tournament or NCAA championship, which is uh, on Friday, May 27th to May 29th in Florida. And last season, the team placed 20th there and their V8 were in 19th. So let's hopefully see some better results this year, but it was a great show from last year. So, you know, congrats to them.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's any sport, it's hard to repeat, let alone do it seven times. And for You know, this group of seniors sit to it every single year, and to end it on pretty much the best note you can, literally sweeping all four uh, heats, certainly um, an incredible feat, truly the dynasty that is on Gonzaga's campus, Um, and they had four rowers on the LWCC first team, that was the most by any school, Uh, Creighton had three. Um, Yeah, well, well, well done for them. As you said good luck to them down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Next up, next up, we had uh, baseball wrapped up. Probably one of the crazier weekends that Patterson, Patterson Baseball Complex has seen uh, in a while. Uh, Zags took on Santa Clara in a three-game series on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That featured two walk-offs and back-to-back days, um, an emotional roller coaster for sure. Game one. <clears throat> Started off Gabe Hughes on the mound for the Zags, um, pitched seven innings, uh, gave up just two earned runs, four hits. Uh, Alec Gomez came in as well on the mound. But then the story was um, two runners on, down, bottom of the ninth. Mark did a sacrifice bunt, moved runners into second and third. Um, SCU was leading two to one at that point until Dylan Johnson who we'll re-entered the lineup for the first time in a while, um, had a two RBI single to walk it off for the Zags to take game one. Then it wasn't long before uh, on Saturday, one of the, I think it was the longest game at Patterson Baseball Complex, 15 innings, uh, capped off by a solo bomb by Tyler Rando, who just put the, Put the Zag's offense on his back this series, uh, to be honest. Uh, he walked away with WCC player of the week. Um, that I think for game one, and I think he, I don't remember his game one stats. Game two, he went four for seven, I believe. Game three, I, he went three for four. Um, just absolutely dominated. And yeah, the Zag's ended up sweeping Santa Clara. They have not lost the WCC series this season. And yeah, between the offense, uh, this last series coming up big, and then the pitching uh, staying consistent, uh, Friday through Sunday, uh, really fun series to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was blown away um, just by how resilient the Zachs showed themselves to be this weekend. You know, Friday and it, and it started on Friday. They really, for the tone on Friday, it was an emotional night, man um you know they're they're celebrating you know the life of uh their assistant coach and everybody's wearing wearing the number eight on their jersey you know representing and it was just so like tough i i could see it like when i was watching the game i could just see that like the team had like they were a little down to start like you know maybe emotionally they were a little bit just kind of reflecting and then when they when they bounced back and they and you know gabe hughes you know he gave up two runs in the second inning and then after that, he was pretty much spotless. He was um, one or, one hit after the second, um, finished, finished out strong, you know, strikeouts galore. And then the Zags were just, you know, they just kind of clawed tooth and nail to get back into that game and, you know, find find a rhythm there at the end. Uh, it was, you know, as impressive as, as a win gets there on, on Friday night and then the follow-up Saturday with a long, long battle, 15 innings. Um, using five pitchers like and only holding only holding a team like Santa Clara out of two runs. Um that's definitely a uh, that's definitely some kind of integrity that's going to show a lot later, but hopefully down the line in the postseason, if you have a who can come out of the pen and give you consistent, consistent innings like that. And then, you know, to come out after that exhausting game on Saturday and have a dude like Owen Wilde continue to shove even in four and a third innings of work. Uh, seven strikeouts is 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 crazily impressive in that in that amount of time, and then Will Kimber finished it out. And like you said, Tyler Rando was the was the star of the offense this week, um, this past week. But you know, the other guys seven up too. It's not like is, You know, it's not like he's the only guy hitting for them. But he's just really on a tear right now, and you and you have to give props for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that long game um, managed. <clears throat> Um, as well as you could by the coaching staff, because you gotta think. You know, you got a game on Sunday, and then they're gonna have a road game here on, I believe Tuesday, against um, Oregon. Oregon. That's a big game. You want to keep arms fresh, um, so rotating guys in and out. Um, very well done by them. And yeah, that, watching. I had to, I was sitting at home watching um, the series, but just uh, watching Tyler Rando, him play, it, it, it's fun. You can see the passion that he plays with. Uh, there was a couple times where he drive one out into the outfield, and he's rounding first, and he's got like this gritty face, just hauling butt to second base. He's got his helmet flying off. He's diving in. Um, he's getting the bench riled up, and so fun to watch. Um, but yeah, gritty, gritty series for sure. And like I said, they'll take on Oregon this Tuesday, but then they have. Huge, huge series, just like last year, similar position against USD.
0: Yeah, yeah. USD is, is gonna be. I mean, they have they have four games here definitely locked in where it's gonna be tough because Oregon plays has played them tough this season. Um, you know, and USD we we, we kind of know the deal here. They're they're not they're not far behind the standings, they're two games back. So the winner of this series has first place now a little bit different than last year. Last year it was they only had the regular season kind of tile. They didn't have like a WCC postseason decide the the conference champion. But uh, this season they do. They're they're going back to Stockton um, next Thursday, May twenty sixth. But before that, the Zags got to lock up that number one number one spot. And it's kind of insane that despite being undefeated in every series, you know, not winning every game, but winning every series this season, um, they're still not in the clear yet for that number one seed um, heading into tournament play. So The Toreros have only lost two series this year. And even though last year the Zags beat them on that Friday night game to secure the WCC championship, they lost last year. So that was the last series the Zags actually lost uh, in conference play. So they'll, they'll be looking for revenge for sure. Um, But they're on the road and it's tough because they have a double header on Saturday. I'm not a hundred percent sure why they scheduled a double header instead of just having it play Saturday, Sunday, maybe they want to give those kids another day of rest before, but I don't know. Seems like it's just just a tough position to be in for both teams, honestly. Um, but yeah, we'll see how they actually perform. The last time they had a doubleheader was the second day of the season this year, um, and they lost to Oregon State and then beat the University of New Mexico. But you know, they got to hopefully win two of those, uh, at least two of those games, right this weekend. So um, you know, good luck to them. We'll see how they do. But the bats are hot and and the arms the arms are flying right now. So I'm excited to see how that how this how this turns out.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's a little
0: strength versus strength.
1: Zag's pitching staff versus USD's offense. Uh, USD leads the WCC in pretty much every major offensive category from batting average, <coughs> runs, hits, slugging percentage. Um, their last series, their last WCC series, they put up nine, nine, and 12 uh, against Pacific. They had double-digit hits in all three games. Um, yeah, it's just it'll it'll be interesting to see how the Zags handle that um, with the conference sort of on the line there. But yeah, uh, certainly one to keep an eye on um, for seating, not only in the WCC but also overall um, to potentially host a regional game here.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would. Oh man, if that was a regional, woo! I'm coming up here for it. I'm coming up to Spoke to to watch a regional. Why not? Uh, but, yeah, moving on, um, the NBA combine, the NBA draft combine is right around the corner. We're excited about it. I, I, I actually really like the NBA draft combine. You know, everybody's like NFL draft combine, and I like it a lot. But the NBA draft combine is just kind of fun to watch, especially those scrimmage games. I'm, I'm a big fan of watching the scrimmage games, just seeing these kids out there. They have, like, no chemistry whatsoever, and they're all just kind of out there, you know, doing their own thing. Um, but you get these like specs of greatness and you kind of get to see like, oh, hey, who maybe has the potential to, you know, go off in the league? And you know, me, I'm I'm wrong 90% of the time, but it's always fun to see like find a new name maybe in there to pops off. But uh, who do we have out there in the draft combine this week?
1: Yeah, so 76 total players, uh four Zags were invited. Um, Chad Holmgren, Andrew Navard, doing Strother, and Timmy, the usual suspects. Um <clears throat> It's going to be in Chicago from May 18th through the 20th. Uh, you can actually watch on ESPN News, I believe, on, starting on the 19th. And, yeah, players, like Asher said, they're going to be competing in scrimmages, drills, uh, shooting strength, agility drills. Um, they're going to be interviewing with teams um, sort of get a feel for, well, what their character's like. <clears throat> Chet Holmgren, you know, is one of the top prospects, isn't expected to do a whole lot, probably alongside Paulo and score Smith, um, those guys who kind of have their um, position close to locked up in the draft. Um, I believe Jalen Williams from Santa Clara was the only other WCC player invited. Uh, I, that was the only other WCC name I saw on that list. Um, Fanbo Zag, for those who followed Zag's recruiting a couple years ago. Um, Of course, he decommitted from GU back last April. He went to the D League instead. He was invited. Um, And yeah, it'll be super interesting. I kind of, I'm big on the NFL Combine too. I love just, I got really big into that. uh, Measurements and 40-yard times. um, And so, yeah, I'm really excited to see how these guys test uh, in these drills. And then, yeah, five-on-five, it's like, it's pick up basketball, but like, you don't want it to look like that. Um, you got to sort of balance um, what you can do yourself and how you know, how great of a teammate you are in court in you know, those situations. And, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that all goes. Um, Drew Timmy and Andrew Nembhardt have had their own little workouts with separate teams. Um, I'm not sure, really sure how those work. I know the NBA has, like, strict rules on – Team workouts and private workouts and stuff like that. They kind of wanted it all centered in Chicago. But I've read somewhere that Drew Timmy worked out with the Hawks and the Thunder recently, and then Andrew Nebhard with the Hawks last week as well. So, um, yeah, very interesting notes there.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm the one thing I'm interested in is like what will will Chet participate? Will he participate in? I'm guessing he's going just get his measurements taken um yeah. I feel like it's pretty standard but I also I also know in, in the and in, in the NBA draft combine it's a little bit less kind of like not essential I would say but like it's essential for for a lot of players but for kind of those those guys who are pretty secure like I can imagine you know the top three that we that everybody's talked about at nauseam at this point I, I I don't know what those guys are really going to do over there um what else do they I really have to prove and you know it's always that concern about injuries and stuff like that being on the floor with other guys um so i would be interested to see if chet participates the one thing that you know you said you brought up how jalen williams is the only other uh wcc athlete to be to be invited is uh, where's jamari bouye at you know that that like i i I saw last week he had a couple of workouts um with some teams and like you said very private so you don't know how those went but i did say he did have those workouts one of them may have been with the hawks even I, i could be mistaken but one of them may have been with the hawks and where is he at? Like that, I, I, he's, he's a dog. I, I I need to see him at the combine. I need to, like that's that's the perfect place for a guy like him. That's a perfect battleground for him to prove that he's worth like a you know a, a high second, you know a, a late first maybe even, um you know another, another, and then the GU guy that's left off the board is Rasir Bolton, real you know real tough. But I, I I really hope he gets some workouts in. Um, if he hasn't already, I apologize if I haven't seen that. But um, these are guys who could definitely add to the depth on, on the NBA bench, um, if not a G League uh, affiliate for a little while and make their way up. So I, I hope all the WCC guys are the best at the draft. Um, yeah, but I like I will be tuned in and watching and seeing how it goes.
1: Yeah, and you just alluded to that. You know, you don't, we don't really know what Chet Hollow and Jabari Smith, Jay Ivey, what are they really going to do other than interview teams? I'm sure um, they'll do that. But then you get guys who really, and this is their moment, like Jamar, like Jamar is the Rizier Golden, who, you know, this this is their future on the line right here, and I'm sure that they would compete their asses off um, at this combine and do what it takes to uh, earn recognition from other scouts around the league. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm sure those guys' careers are going to advance in some way or another. I know Razir Bolton I read, had one more year of eligibility, I believe. Um, not really sure how that's gonna work. Uh, the pandemic screwed eligibility up more <laughs> ways than one. So uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. It's very big for Timmy and Strader as well, who sort of sitting on that fringe line of second round, undrafted. Um, of course, through Timmy, the appeal to come back would be win a national championship, get all the NIL deals you can out of Spokane. Um, and improve his game, you know, to scouts more, develop three-point shots, defensive consistency, Then straw there, just more reps in general.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, those lucrative NIL deals and all of that, we're, we're seeing all that play out right now, um, and it'll be fun to, you know, see how Gonzaga guys react to it, what that means for their, what that means for them coming back or not for the draft, but I think that kind of wraps us up here, right? Cool. We're we're we had a you know we had a good week of Gonzaga sports, and we're looking forward to some stuff this week that's really crucial to a lot of different teams and programs. Um, I'm excited to kind of sit in the chair and just watch it all unfold. Uh, I, you know, and I'm ready. And then I'm ready to come back next week and talk about it.
1: Yep, school's out. All we can do is focus on Gonzaga sports now. Love it. Mm-hmm. Dog days of summer are not going to come anytime soon for us. Yeah, I think that's all we had for today's episode. Thank you once again for listening and have a great week, y'all. Yeah, peace out, everybody.